Hello, and welcome to Roots Radio, a podcast about living with ALS. We are your hosts, Lenny and Jesse. Lenny was diagnosed with ALS in 2019. Jesse, myself, is a social worker at the ALS Association. Together, we take a deep dive into the lives of those incredible individuals living with ALS, as well as those in the community advocating for those families who have been touched by ALS in some way. Roots Radio was inspired by Lenny's desire to help others who are living with ALS like he is. Out of his desire, Roots Radio was born. The inspiration for our title, Roots Radio, draws from the meaning that the belief that the roots of who we are in this world is and always will be a part of who we are, especially in the face of ALS. The roots of our experiences in the world, the companionship we seek, the love that we feel, and the reflection of what we have meant to others, these are the roots that will continue to nourish our community despite the ever-changing nature of ALS. To quote our good friend, Kyle Mullins, ALS is a club that we never wanted to be a part of, but thank God there is a club. Welcome to episode eight with Emily. Yes, thank you, Jesse. And hello, everybody, and welcome to our episode today of Roots Radio. And today, our guest is Emily Corbett. Emily is a speech and language pathologist who is an integral team member of the nonprofit organization, Team Gleason. And Team Gleason's home base is in New Orleans, but they've been a beacon of hope for pals and families living with ALS all over the country. Team Gleason has been a consistent support for PALS, which refers to persons living with ALS. In so many ways, we're so excited to learn more about what Team Gleason does and how our listeners can get connected to this organization. So with that, welcome, Emily. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you all for having me, Jesse and Lenny. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for being here. I'm rocking my Team Gleason swag today in honor of <laughs> in honor of this 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 interview. So thank you so much for for joining us. Thank you for representing us. I see it and I love it. <laughs> yeah, so, wait a second. I don't have a Team Gleason shirt. What the heck? I know. I, we'll have to send you one. I'm wearing my Philly shirt. For those of us in the Philadelphia area, here I am. <laughs> I am rocking for the Phillies as they are fighting for their playoff lifestyle. <laughs> Anyways, that's that's enough baseball. I'll, I'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> well, Emily, thanks for for being here. Um, the Gleason documentary is one that truly changed my life and my heart. I think forever, um, and it's a huge part of why ALS remains a passion for me, and I I know for a lot of the team members I work with as well. Um, but for those of our listeners who aren't familiar with the name Steve Gleason or the documentary, um, could you just share with us a little bit about who he is, about how Team Gleason was born, and just sort of the the story behind the incredible things that you guys do? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the documentary is incredible, like you said. I mean, I watched that years before I worked for Team Gleason, and um, I was just in awe. And it, it's definitely tough to watch, but so incredible. So if anyone wants to watch it, it is on Amazon Prime for free. Um, and it is a great documentary. So Steve was actually well known to New Orleans way before he had ALS. He was really a beacon of hope for New Orleans, kind of like he is now um, for individuals living with ALS. 
Steve played for the New Orleans Saints from 2000 to 2008. And um, the year after Hurricane Katrina, the very first game back in the Superdome, Steve blocked the punt, which helped us go on to win and uh, win that game and then have an incredible season. Um, I'm not sure. Did y'all know that about Steve? So one of the shirts I have, <laughs> I have a couple <laughs> theme shirts because you guys have the best stuff, um, is the picture, the no white flag shirt with him, with him blocking it. Oh, that's um, incredible. So that's how I knew about it. But yeah, <laughs> Lenny, you're probably more familiar. I know you're a football guy too. Yeah, I enjoy football. So I was aware of Steve. And, uh, you know, I, it, I got to once again give a shout out to the local team, the Eagles here. But <laughs> I don't know I, about that. It's got to be balanced, balanced and fair. But no, it's a, it is an incredible story as to what Steve, you know, has done for the community, the ALS community. But certainly he had a very solid career uh, in the NFL with the New Orleans Saints. And being there for eight years in New Orleans certainly gave him an opportunity to be part of the community and endear himself with the, you know, the, just the, the New Orleans community itself. So yeah, I am familiar with the bit. It's, it's a really good story. Yeah. Steve, um, he fell in love with a New Orleans native, Michelle Verisco. And <clears throat> then he of course ended up staying down here. Cause if you're from New Orleans, you don't typically leave. <laughs> so Steve became part of that New Orleans family and lucky for him, the Variscos are such an incredible family. And um, I think that's actually a really great reason why Team Gleason did so well in New Orleans and then went on to do so well all across the U.S. is because he had that support and the people behind him to say, um, you know, we're going to make this happen no matter what. We can't tell people no. We're going to go out and knock on doors and find money if we have to. But I'm getting a little ahead of myself. So Steve got diagnosed with ALS in 2011, shortly after he retired from the NFL. And um, that was in January. I think by November, him and Michelle decided that they were going to start Team Gleason, the nonprofit. Um, back then, he was like, there are a lot of organizations focusing on research, and research is so necessary. But um, at the time he looked around, there's like, he said, there's really no one focusing on technology. And until there is a cure to Steve, technology is that cure. So that's what he believed back in 2011. And that's really what we hold strong to still to this day. We provide technology because um, technology can allow people to continue living the life they want to live in some ways. And we really want to everyone to have access to that technology, regardless of their, you know, financial ability or regardless of where they live. Maybe they're closer to closer to an area that has a clinic that knows everything about technology, or maybe they're not, but no matter what, we want to help them out. Um, that was in 2011 when we started. In 2015, they started the Steve Gleason Enduring Voices Act, which passed in 2018 to go into law for good. Um, so he's been through a lot of advocacy as well. They also started Ability Drive back in 2015 as well. And that was when Steve noticed, I need something to allow me to continue driving my chair and being independent, even if I'm not able to use my hands anymore or use any of these other access methods for driving my wheelchair. So that's when he worked with Microsoft to start developing this technology. And that's now available to everyone across the U.S. It's incredible. That's, 
that that is incredible. And I myself can speak to the generosity of the organization and the technology because I I am limited to a uh, power chair, and as many people out there, power chairs know you can get those through Medicare with ALS, but they do not provide the elevator or the riser seat for the power chair. And while I didn't think of it at the time, because like many of us, you know, everything was new to me, so I didn't know exactly what I would or would not need. But the provider of the power chair asked me, would you want it? You know, would you want the ability to to uh, elevate your seat? You know, not just the uh, the chair, but your seat. And I said, sure, why not? And I didn't realize it, but that was provided through funding a grant from Team Gleason. And I have it's been a very important part of my chair. And you know, Team Gleason once again just me starting out not knowing a whole lot about ALS and what the support services are out there. Team Gleason was there. They didn't ask many questions. In fact, I don't think there's any questions asked. They knew I had ALS through, uh, I guess, with our doctor and the provider of the chair. And I got the, the, the riser for the chair. And uh, it really is good. And I, it, 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 it says that I've always been trying to keep tabs of Team Gleason and what's going on in that. For me, in part, was the inspiration to suggest that we uh, interview somebody from Team Gleason, in this case, is Emily. So we're very grateful. I, at a personal level, am grateful for how they helped me with by uh, giving me an additional uh, bit of independence and support with the, the chair that is so important, that's become so integral to my life. So, you know, I, I, I thank Team Gleason for that. Um, and so just going back a little bit here, Emily, how how did you get connected with Team Gleason? You know, what's your background and what brought you to Team Gleason? Was there a connection with the ALS community or was it just an interest or, you know, share with us a little bit about, about how you got started with them. Um, so I've been working and very interested in augmentative and alternative communication or AAC um, since my undergraduate degree. So in undergrad, I worked at a, a clinic that worked mainly with kids with autism. And I worked a lot with AAC there. So then when I went to graduate school for speech pathology, I knew I wanted to work uh, under someone who knew a lot about AAC. So Dr. Mayor Banaji was at the LSU Health Sciences Center in New Orleans. So I went to graduate school there. And it turns out she actually did voice banking with Steve and she worked with Steve a bit. Um, so at LSU, Health Sciences Center, I did do a few uh, rotations in the ALS clinics in the area. And of course, if you meet anyone with ALS, you just fall in love and with the entire community. Um, so I just kept thinking, well, I want to do AAC. There's no way in the world I'd ever get lucky enough to only work with ALS and AAC. So um, I went after I graduated, I worked for a neuro rehab outpatient clinic. And um, that was fun because it's a little bit of AAC and a little bit of everything. And then Dr. Banaji called me one day and she said, Emily, Team Gleason is looking for an SLP. And I thought of you. And I just thought, like, there's no way in the world that this is actually happening. But sure, I'll put in an application. Like, that's not going to happen. Um, and then I got the job and 
I don't think I told anyone about it for months because I was like, well, this is probably just a dream. I don't know if this is true. So I have to give it a few months to double check and then I'll start telling people. And here I am three years later. Oh, that's now, great. So, I, now I can tell people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully we'll tell a whole lot of people through this podcast. Uh, so you've been with Team Gleason for three years. What what are your roles? What are your responsibilities there with the uh, you, you know, with the organization and, and how big are, how, how big is the, you know, the staff at, at Team Gleason? It's a good question. So when I first started, it was just six of us and my role was um, everything. <laughs> we did just about everything. And then as the team grew, we went from six people to 22 people full-time um, wow. in the past two years, really over COVID is when we expanded. Um, and that grew out of the need of the community. So we went from receiving about 50 requests per month, and now we re- receive over 500 per month um, for individuals we help. So my role now is very defined, and um, I work in the clinic. So I hold my own clinic at Team Gleason on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And I work with pals in Louisiana and then anyone who's willing to travel to New Orleans because my license only allows me to see people within Louisiana. Um, So that's what I do Tuesday, Thursdays, and then Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I do, I work on the innovation team. And so on the innovation team, we work with tech companies to try to make their technology more accessible and kind of give a voice to individuals with ALS and say, this is what we're hearing from the community. So let's kind of work this into your technology. That's, that's pretty, that's pretty interesting. And with these tech companies, you've already mentioned Microsoft. But who are these other, you know, could you mention some of the other companies that kind of the kind of team with Team Gleason and, and are helping provide these valuable services to the community? Yeah. So uh, recently or last year, really, we worked with Comcast to help them develop their adaptive web remote. And this is a it's a it's a web remote <laughs> that is through Comcast or Cox. So if you have cable with Comcast or Cox Communications, um, you can go online and you can change the channels with just your eyes or with a mouse or with any type of alternative access you have. It's a free website that anyone can access, and it gives you uh, the ability to control your TV again with your eyes. Oh wow! Is that something that comes? I, I wanted, is that something that comes up on the the actual television screen itself or or through your computer device that said look to your tv it comes up through your computer okay cool i'll have to try that do you have comcast yeah i do oh awesome yeah you can definitely try it um and we have a video on our website i believe that shows how to do that and i'm also happy to help you great well yeah i may be taking you up on that awesome Yeah. And I just think it's so, um, you know, what I love about what you've told us about this organization and what we know sort of firsthand too, from, from pals who have reached out to you guys and received support is like, it's all about, you know, the now and also helping people have access to help the right now, you know, and we know research is important and yes, funding that is important, but there is such I mean, for the folks right now, you know, that, that, that needs some relief, some support, access technology, and also advancing that technology from 
the people on the forefront who are living with ALS, like that's just such an incredible, um, mission, you know, that feels like is in every, you know, is in every thread of what you guys do. Um, and Emily, I love this story you shared with us in the pre-interview at what you loved working about. Um, well, why don't you tell us, you said when you were talking about working with kids with autism, there's something like unique that you loved about that community. Yeah. And, um, so with autism, I just noticed a lot of people would underestimate them like, oh, can I, you know, oh, they're not speaking. So I don't really know what's going on in there. And when you find the right technology, they can show you what's going on in there. They can show you, oh, I have so much to share with you, um, but you just have to give me my way to communicate. It might not be yours. It might not be speaking verbally, but I still have a way to communicate and I'm, you know, I'm here. So I love that. Um, yeah, our mission, we do want to help the here and the now. And that is with everything that we do and everything that I, you know, believe because what's important to someone today, they should still be able to do. It might look different than what was important to them a year ago, but that's for them to discover. And that's for us to help them achieve that too. Um, you know, just quality of life is so important. And finding out what's important to that person is how you'll be able to allow them to continue having a great quality of life and enjoying life. It, it, I certainly agree with that because, you know, as our listeners know, and as obviously we're, we know, and it's, you know, all too, you know, too, too aware of it. But, you know, ALS is, you know, considered a terminal disease. And so it's not a question if, it's more of a question when, some of us longer than others. And so that, that in the moment, you know, thought process, that in the moment, you know, characterization of how, how you're going to live your life is, is really important to, to us. And for, you know, whether it's ALS or some other, you know, person that's, you know, having difficulties that may be terminal. And, and that's where it really is important that it allows us to, to, to enjoy today, yes, it is a lot different than what it looked like pre-ALS, but at least, uh, you know, you can get some, some enjoyment and some gratification from it. And also, I think what's great about what Team Gleason does, it's not just the technology that the patient, the person living with ALS is able to utilize but it's also how that technology lessens the burden of the primary caregiver. And I, I never want to, I never want to lose sight in my particular case, my wife, Marta, I try to do so many things that, well, I guess you say my, my, my first thought process it going through the logic of getting something is, is it going to make Marta's life easier? And, that's what I'm also very grateful from T. Gleason for that these technologies is just not a matter of say me being able to turn the television, you know, channel, which is in and of itself a pretty, you know, benign, you know, uh, you know, event in one's life, but it just frees up my wife for me not to be calling. In my case, 
of a channel surfer. So I'd be driving her nuts if I had a call all the time to change the channel. So, you know, and I say that with levity, but I, I think you understand that it, it's important. You know, the caregivers are such an important part of our lives. And the technology you provide to those with ALS is just multiplied by freeing up the time with the primary caregiver. I just think that's so important. Absolutely. And it's funny you mentioned the channel surfing because that's exactly what I told Comcast. Um, I mean, think about someone who's using eye gaze to communicate would have to type out with their eyes, can you change the channel? And that would probably take about a minute. It, people type around eight to 12 words per minute. So can you imagine them saying that and then re-saying it and re-saying it because you're not going to find the right channel the first time. You want to surf through and see what you want. Um, so it, it is, it's a burden on the person themselves to have to type that out and request help. And at one point they're probably going to stop asking because again, what one of the main concerns of so many people living with ALS is their family and what's going to happen to their family. And are they going to be a burden to their family? You shared that concern as, as do so many others. Um, so of course this technology has to give someone independence so they don't have to worry about, um, is this going to be one more ask for my family member? But we don't want them to not be able to do what they love to do just because um, they have to be dependent on someone. So that, again, is why independence is so important. Yeah, absolutely. And the last thing, I'm, I mean, I, I, that kind of technology would be very helpful to me because I never want to be in the position where I have to watch commercials. So that's what I do by channel surfing. The commercial comes on, we're on to the next channel that doesn't have a commercial. So, so that would be great for me. And it drives my wife crazy, but you know, it, that's just, that's, yeah, you know, it, it, that's just a, you know, a silly example, but that does help those with ALS and those living with somebody with ALS. And I want you to still be able to drive your wife crazy. Cause I bet that's fun. And I bet if you couldn't flip through that's the channels, quality of life, right? Well, exactly. Right. She would miss that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. She goes, she says, do you need anything else? And I say, no, I'm just going to wait till you sit down and get comfortable. Then I'll figure out what I can do. So, <laughs> exactly. So luckily she's got a great sense of humor. And she, she puts up with me. So it's great. Well, and I just, I mean, you know, it's, I think, you know, you said, Letty, it's a silly example, but like this whole, it's really not, you know, I mean, we're giggling because there's some levity, like you said, but I think that that is another thing that I so value in, in team Gleason and their projects and their, um, devotion to the things that are so crucial to our lives. And they could be seem like little things, but like they're huge in the grand scheme of things, you know? And so I think that that's a really unique, um, niche that y'all have that, um, really, truly makes such an impact for people on the day to day. And that's incredible. Thank you. And, and that's a good segue here to the next topic that we want to, uh, explore a little bit, or if you would share with us is, you know, what, you know, what are some of those, uh, uh services or some of the ways that team Gleason supports, you know, people living with ALS in families, you know, we've talked about the support, like the, the riser uh, seat for the power chair, uh, the uh, television, but is there, can you give us a kind of a rundown of some of the things that maybe 
people don't even think about, but there could be support out there for that. Yes. And so everyone listening, if you don't have a pen and paper, it's also on our website. So don't worry if you miss something, but um, I'll go through everything that I can think of. And then I'm sure I'll be missing something too. But um, starting off with the seat elevator, like you mentioned, um, that is something that we provide to everyone who has a powered wheelchair. Um, It is best to apply before you get the powered wheelchair because insurance, it's something like that they have to approve the seat elevator before the power wheelchair is delivered, something like that. But um, yeah, like you mentioned, that's something you don't realize is important until um, you can't reach your cabinets or you can't reach like your toothbrush anymore. Um, Or even for your wife, if she has to help you get out of the chair, it's better for her back if you're at eye level. Or for me, um, just seeing someone as tall as they used to be or as tall as they still are, because a wheelchair sits you so much lower, but you could be a six or seven foot person, <laughs> seven foot would be crazy, but six foot person. And um, you don't look like that anymore, but you still want to be yourself. So the seat elevator is extremely important. That's what we provide. Um, voice banking, message banking, we provide funding for that. We provide the equipment for that. And if you don't have a clinician that's comfortable with um walking through the process, then you could work with Boston Children's Hospital and we provide the support for that as well. Um, Or if you have a clinician who wants to learn more, it's a great opportunity for them to work with Boston Children's to learn how to do voice and message banking. So that's the service that I just love so much. Um, Communication device co-pays. So if you are going through insurance, they'll usually cover about 80% of your communication device, but you're still left with like a $3,000 copay, which is pretty expensive. So we'll cover that for you. Uh, Communication device loaners, let's say that you can't go through insurance because you're in a long-term care facility or you don't qualify for Medicare, or if you're on hospice, then we'll provide the communication device loaner. We also provide a virtual evaluation so we can make sure you're getting the right communication device and then you get training for that device after it's delivered by us. Um, And then we provide home automation. So Lenny, I heard you use Alexa earlier and I hope I didn't just set her off in your room. (laughs) That's right, I turned the light on. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, so we provide the automation to allow you to continue doing those things and living independently. Um, And then we provide portable powered wheelchairs sometimes because maybe you're not ready for that big powered wheelchair, but you still want to go long distances, like go around the block or go through a park, but walking is more difficult. We provide the little foldable powered ones. Um, Shower chairs, we assist with those as well. We assist with um, adventure requests. So uh, if you want to go on a big adventure or go on a little adventure, you can apply to us and we'll help with some. We can't provide all the funding for the adventure, but we'll provide some of it. And I feel like I might be missing something, but like I said, it's possible. And um, we'll go on the website after and show you anything. Yeah, that sounds that sounds great. I've got two comments. First of all, for those of us who do visit the Lehigh Valley Hospital ALS Clinic, the speech therapist, speech pathologist there, Amanda, is super. She is helping me with voice banking, voice recognition. And to me, what I'm hoping to do is, is leave a SIM card 
that has just, you know, eclectic thoughts, day-to-day things for my family for when the time comes and if somebody wants to to listen to something. And it's just awesome. And Amanda's very well-skilled at this. And I'm sure that there's others just like her throughout the Lehigh Valley and throughout the greater Philadelphia area. But uh, Amanda's been really, really helpful with that. Um, and then you say the uh, uh, adventure tours. Um, does Team Gleason, uh, Jesse, maybe you would know this better, but do they could they help do they help with some of the logistics or is it really just the financial the funding aspect of it if somebody you know say i want to go up to the poconos from here uh you know just for a, a, an overnight stay or something like that which is would be difficult for me because of everything involved but how exactly does that work I, i'm just curious about the trips um so you would provide like this is where i want to stay this is how I want to get there. This is how, you know, this is what I want to do when I get there. And then we can help with some of the logistics. Like, let's say, um, not, let's say there's someone who's on a ventilator full time and they want to fly. Like we would tell you how that can be done. Um, logistics with, if you need a hospital bed where you're staying, we can assist with that, coordinating that or a shower chair where you're staying. You know, maybe there's a local, um, also chapter that would be able to provide a powered wheelchair, something like that. So we do, we do help with those logistics. All right. That's great. And that may be something I may reach out to you because I, you know, my radius of, of transportation, if you will, of travel is, you know, we come back to the house here because I need, you know, to take a shower. It's difficult and all that stuff. And if there's a way that, that for those in my position, would like to travel, but find a couple somewhat daunting because of just the logistics we have in our own life. Uh, that could be helpful for others. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think that's awesome. And just to kind of, I mean, share feedback with, with you and your organization and just how, uh, you know, meaningful those adventures are and how much that really carries these folks through, you know, they come back to clinic and they're showing, or they're sending us pictures on their trip, you know, and they're saying, you know, this is what we got to do. And just on Tuesday, I was with a family who, um, y'all helped support a trip out West and they have two, two young girls and, and they, um, their pictures and their smiles, you know, it's just, it's, it's a moment of joy. It's adventure. It's sort of a pause from kind of the everyday nuances and, um, and it carries them through. It does. It's it's creating memories, and 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 I think that that is um, again one of those things that is is just unique to each person, you know. And not every person's going to have that same drive or desire or yearning for an experience. But my gosh, when you guys um, um, meet that family and allow them to do that. It's just an incredible, incredible thing that really helps, you know, the thread of their whole family experience. And it's so cool. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. It, it's, I, I love that part of what team Gleason does. Steve and Michelle were, were huge adventurers and they really still are. Um, so they just wanted to make sure that other people living with ALS knew that you can still live with ALS and go take those adventures and enjoy and love life. Mm-hmm. 
And that sort of goes back to what you were saying earlier about, you know, what you loved so much about the autistic community and initially and led over to where you are now is like never underestimating what folks are capable of. And, um, when we meet new families and I hope for all our new listeners are hearing this too, that like there, the stories and the adventures and the even day-to-day adventures that folks, um, tackle and, and do with ALS is, um, you know, it's not, it's, it's not a dotted line and end of sentence, you know, there, there is the opportunity and a community to help you do it. And I hope that everybody really hears that and knows that. Yeah. And I think just the story is so important. So that's one of my favorite things I get to do is just hear everyone I works with story, you know, like, tell me about yourself, tell me about your life and just like learning about them and learning about where they've been and where they hope to go. It's incredible. And Lenny, that's kind of what you're doing with this podcast is hearing people's story and sharing their stories. That's, that's certainly something we hope that, that we're helping people with it, you know, just for at least a half hour, an hour, making somebody feel special and being able to just, just talk. So you're absolutely right. So as we move forward here, how, how can people, how do people connect with team Gleason? It was, you know, could you share a website, a a phone number or, or, or whatever, what's the best way for people to connect with team Gleason and, you know, speak with somebody that, can maybe bring things to light that they may not think of. So they could just get on the phone and say, Hey, my name's Lenny. I have ALS. How can you help me? And have somebody suggest things that, because like I said, a lot of it is, I don't even think, I, I, I don't, I don't think of it until, well, this would be a good thing to have. I didn't know that. So it's always uh, going to be forward thinking. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so just going to our website, team Gleason, T E A M. G-L-E-A-S-O-N.org. And if you select need assistance, you'll see everything that we provide and you can fill out an application. Everyone that fills out an application, you will be set up with a phone call um, for someone from our team based on which application you choose. And then also, if you just have a general inquiry, we do have a place on the website where you can just send us an email and um, ask any question you have. And then we'll get in touch with you based on that too. That's great. So it's uh, it's pretty straightforward, and I know that uh, just through my experience with Team Gleason, that you all are very responsive in, in, in getting back to people. So, which is which is so important because if you want to, you're going to live in the moment, and if you're going to, you know, if that's what you're trying to help people do, it's important to be responsive, and, and, and you all are. And I I'm so so appreciative of that. Thank you. And I would certainly encourage those in the community to, 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 to take, you know, to challenge Team Gleason and say, this is my situation. You know, how, how can you help me? And, and let those that you may be living it, but I think Team Gleason brings a wealth of experience beyond that which you, you yourself are experiencing. Um, and you can also follow along with us um, on Instagram, Facebook. Steve's on Twitter. 
Um, I believe we're on Twitter too. I should know that, but I don't have a Twitter. And then I think we're, we also just created TikTok. So if you're on any of the social medias, go ahead and follow us. And um, we love sharing people's story too. So if you ever want to share your story with us, um, I'm sure my coworker would love to capture that. Well, that's awesome. We thank you so much for joining us today. Thank y'all for having me. I enjoyed this. Yeah. Thank you so much, Emily, on behalf of, um, you know, just our little corner of the world here in, in Pennsylvania, um, all the families that you guys have helped, all the memories you've helped make, the technology you've helped put in place for folks, um, you know, just know that it is, it is so appreciative, appreciated by the families, by the clinic teams, by the whole community. And um, it's, it's so exciting to know about everything you guys do and that just to know, you know, like Lenny has said before, the whole goal kind of of this podcast is to just make people feel less alone who are going through this and to know that in their back pocket, they have you guys and your team. And um, I can't think of a better thing to, to help on the journey. So thank you so much for, for, for everything you guys have done, every family you've helped, every seat elevator, every AAC, um, you know, we're, we're extremely, extremely grateful. Thanks. We're very thankful to do it. Um, I mean, I'm so thankful to go to work every day and I wish I didn't, we didn't have to, you know, I wish that this didn't exist and we wouldn't have to do this, but, um, I am very thankful that we can. And, um, thank you, Lenny and Jesse for holding this podcast and giving people a platform to share their story on. Oh, absolutely. And I guess lastly, go Eagles. I don't know. <laughs> I knew something Go was coming. Uh, no, I, I, I'm certainly a Saints fan there now. Go. I gotta, they're, they're, they're in the mix for sure, especially with the good work that, uh, you know, Steve has done, uh, you know, it, it's, it's starting this organization. And, Did you, know, you like, see us crush the Falcons on Sunday? Just barely. That felt very good. <laughs> yes, I, I did see that. I thought that uh, I, I did. I was surprised, but the Falcons seemed to collapse a lot. But uh, the Eagles did get by, and so uh, we'll see what happens this this weekend. I'm not sure who the Saints play, but uh, hopefully you guys will stay in the fight there with uh, Tampa Bay. It's oh, you play Tampa Bay. That's who you play. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so uh, I'll be rooting for the Saints. <laughs> Good. <laughs> we can we can be friends. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I don't think we play you guys, but you know, like like Jesse said earlier, you know what our friend Kyle Bullen says that you know it's a club that nobody wants to belong to, but you know, thank God there is a club and, you know, thank God there are people like yourself and Team Gleason that support those of us that are part of this, you know, unique club that we're in. So thank you. Thank you. Well, thanks, Emily. And thanks to all your coworkers. And um, we will be, you know, sharing more, more information in the podcast notes about, about how to act, you know, reach Team Gleason and, um, We're just so appreciative. Thank you for everything. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Wow, Lenny. Episode eight with Emily and Team Gleason. What did you think? Oh, I thought it was good. I really did. I mean, you know, I, 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 I imagine there's a lot of folks out there like myself who did not know what services were available and who Team Gleason was and what they could do. And I'm hoping that this podcast and the information that Emily shared with us 
as well as some of my own personal experiences, will encourage people to reach out to Team Gleason and see how they can help them and make not only their lives easier, but really the lives of their caregivers easier too. I think that's really, really important. So I, I liked it. I, I, I hope we provided valuable information to people to make some informed decisions moving forward. Yeah, I, I agree with you completely. I think, um, you know, it's, it's so special to be able to, you know, talk to somebody who is so passionate about what they do, but also, you know, to, to see that through line from what seems like the beginning of this organization, you know, with Steve's story to the development of the programs that they have to, you know, continuing to raise money to keep doing what they do, but then how it all also funnels back to the, to the pals and their families. You know, I, I just so, um, feel hopeful and inspired, you know, by an organization like team Gleason and, and being able to talk to Emily and just clearly feel her passion. Um, you know, it makes me feel really good knowing that the ALS community has somebody like her and her coworkers. Yeah, I agree. I agree hundred percent. So, so I think, I think today was good. I think Emily's a, is a good person. And I think now it's you and I need to get our heads together and come up with our next podcast. Number nine. Yes. <laughs> number nine. And then number 10, we're on a roll. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you, my friend. This was great. Um, and if you haven't seen, if, if for those listeners, if you haven't seen the, t- the Gleason documentary, I highly recommend it. It is um, just an incredible witness um, to ALS. And if you're somebody who has never heard of it before and knows nothing about it, um, it's a really good way to, to learn. Um, and thanks to Steve. And, and I continue to be inspired by, by his his journey and what he's shared with us. So thank you to everybody. And Lenny, here we go. Number nine coming up. Yep. Thank you very much, Jesse. And we'll be talking to everybody out there. I hope you're able to, I hope you're enjoying this beautiful fall weather that we have at least today during the recording. And uh, hopefully it'll stick with us for a while. Yeah. I guess we'll say go saints and go Eagles. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's fair at this point. It's fair. (laughs) Yes, yes. All right, my friend. Take good care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.